The First United Methodist Church is a church of open hearts, open minds, and open doors, seeking to help everyone come to know Jesus Christ, both in Altamont and around the world. Our worship services are at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and all are welcome in person after the COVID crisis, but now online at our YouTube channel, Altamont First UMC. You can also find the link on Facebook at our Facebook page, First United Methodist Church Altamont. We will begin worship shortly. It is with thanksgiving, it is with praise, it's with excitement that I welcome you to worship this morning. This is First United Methodist Church in Altamont and I am Reverend Paige Campbell. And I am probably not the first to say to you, Happy Easter. We will be doing our Christ is Risen in just a moment. Well, it's, I'm warm, I've been rushing around. You all look really nice this morning. So I imagine some of you have been rushing around a little bit as well. So let's take this moment as we light the candle to settle our hearts, to settle our minds, to give to God anything that is maybe taking over our brain space and not making us open to what God has to say to us. Let's take a few moments and prepare our hearts for worship. Will you stand as you're able in body or spirit and join with me in our call to worship? Alleluia! Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Darkness has been vanquished. Come, let us celebrate. Come, let us worship and celebrate the good news. Alleluia! Christ is risen. Amen. Let us continue as we sing together, Christ the Lord is risen today, number 302 in our hymnals. Praise your joy. 
Let us pray. Jesus, on this grand day, you defeated sin and death and rose to new life. In this time of worship, come to us. Minister to our fears and doubts and raise us to new life. May we in this hour not only sing about your resurrection victory, but come to believe in your triumph. May we not only adore you in our worship, but follow you forth into the world as we show in our lives and in our words that we have seen the Lord. He is risen. Amen. I invite the children to bring me their eyes. Those of you who are at home, gather around your TVs, etc., your phones, whatever you're watching, for some children's time. And first of all, I want to apologize to the moms and dads here today. We don't have childcare because our, our nursery worker had a COVID exposure. So y'all understand what that's like. All right, so I have a picture on the screen. What is that, everybody? What is it? A trumpet, exactly. Okay, and trumpets are part of the band. Any trumpet players here? No trumpet players. Anybody up on the balcony? Yeah, uh, oh. <laughs> former trumpet players. Any former trumpet players? Oh, we get a lot more on that one. Okay, there we go. <laughs> now, now, trumpet is part of the band, but trumpets have been around for a very long time. Back in the days of kings and queens, when the king had an important announcement to make, he sent out a trumpeter dressed up in fancy clothes to, to blow the horn and to get everybody's attention to share the message. And so a trumpet tells us to pay attention. So anybody here know how to make a trumpet sound with your hand? You put your hand kind of in front like this. I know you've got masks on, but maybe you can do this too. Yeah, you got it ready. Who can do that? Come on. Come on, everybody. All right. See? You guys doing it at home? Yeah. A trumpet sounds much better, doesn't it? That kind of sounded like a kazoo. But that's okay. So, now, kings used trumpets to get our attention. But God used angels. He sent angels to appear before people to get their attention, and he does this all through the Bible. And on the morning of Easter, when the women came to Jesus' tomb where he was buried, they came to find Jesus' body. But instead, they found angels. And of course, whenever you see angels, you are scared, right? Because, you know, that's kind of an unusual thing to see an angel. But they always say, do not be afraid. And so the Easter morning angel said, I know that you're looking for Jesus, but Jesus isn't here. He has risen. 
And so the women that were there were like, I don't understand. I don't understand. We came because we saw him die. We saw him die on the cross. We know that he was buried in this place. But the angel said, come and look. And the tomb was empty. And so then the angel told the women to go and tell others what they had saw, what they had seen, and what they heard. And so they went filled with joy and with some fear, which I can understand as well. Because they had great, great news. Jesus lives. Jesus is alive. Death is not the story. So sound the trumpets. Because out of morning, out of the morning comes good news, and that is to say, Alleluia, Christ is risen. Let's all toot our horns one more time. Ready? Let's pray. Glorious Jesus, we praise you and we honor you. And you give, gave your life so that all of us can live with you in paradise. So, Lord, may our lives be like trumpets that praise your name and let other people know about you. Alleluia. Amen. I invite Jaden up. This morning, which is very appropriate on an Easter morning, we're having a baptism. Many of us know Jaden Smith. He has been, how long have you been coming here with your family? A couple years now more than a couple years now okay so stand right here okay I'm gonna put on my mask too but I think you all can hear me now Jaden expressed first his Grammy and then passed it on to me that he wanted to become a member of the church and then the next question was have you been baptized and the answer was no no all right so here we are today so I'm gonna ask you some questions and you're going to answer them with I do. Are you ready? Okay. Do you want to be baptized into the Christian faith? I do. Okay. Do you reject anything and everything that is evil? I do. Do you accept the power that God gives you to resist evil and injustice? I do. Okay. Do you repent of your sin? I do. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your savior? I Trust. Do. Okay. I got more. Ready? That's okay. Do you trust him? Want to live according to his teachings and promise to serve him? I do. And do you trust in the love and grace of Christ Jesus? I do. You do. Awesome. Okay. I have a little treat over here. This is some water from the River Jordan. This is a river that Jesus was baptized in. So I'm going to pour some into where we're going to be baptized. And now let's pray. God of water, Lord, you have used water throughout the lives of the people of faith to show both your promise and your deliverance. You used water in the creation of the earth. You used water to save Noah. You used water to save the Israelites from Egypt. And you used water when Jesus went to the river to be baptized. Lord, we thank you for this gift. We thank you, Lord, that Christ called all of his followers to share in the baptism of his death and his resurrection. We thank you, God, that your Holy Spirit comes upon us and through the cleansing waters, we have new life in our faith in Christ. Lord, as Jaden professes to be a follower of Jesus Christ, we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit on this gift of water and upon him who receives it. May Jaden be cleansed and filled with your righteousness and share in your everlasting life. Amen. Okay. I tried to make it warm. We'll see how we did. Okay, go ahead and, and step in. You can take your mask off. He's going to be a trooper and not complain about it, but I know it's not that warm. Okay, so why don't you scoot this way? 
Do I just sit down or whatever? Yes, yeah, sit down. There we go. It's gonna, I'm gonna make it quick, I promise. Scooch that way. Okay, ready? All right, plug your nose, ready? Jaden, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I gotta get the top of his head, there we go. All right, what do we say everybody? Okay, you can step on that towel there and you can dry off a little bit. Was it that bad? It's scary. It was scary. But it's good on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, excellent, excellent. Now you all have a response for Jaden. So they're gonna say something to you. Turn around, keep drying off. So, why don't you join your voices together and say, Amen. All right, dude. Wrap that around you. That's your baptismal certificate. Got everything? Everybody give him a hand, please. It is most appropriate to do baptism on Easter because this is the day that in the earliest days of the church, people would spend Lent preparing to become members of the Church of the Faith. And then on this Easter Sunday, they would remember that through Christ, they are a new creation as well. So we have worshiped with our voices, we have worshiped through our prayers, we have worshiped through the sacrament of baptism. Now is the time for us to worship through our giving. So I invite our ushers to come forward to collect our morning tithes and offerings.
As we um, enter into this prayer time, we want to give thanks for good neighbors, and we want to thank Thomas Perkins at the Effingham Equity for loaning us what I call a horse trough, but apparently is a stock tank. So we want to give thanksgiving for people's generosities. We also want to ask prayers for Williana Denton, who will be having a procedure later this week, so pray for her. We want to remember all of those who are listed um, in our prayer concerns, and that is found in your bulletin. And for those of you at home, you can find that bulletin on Facebook. I invite you now into a few moments of personal prayer time. God, it is a joy, a joy to come before you this morning, a joy to celebrate the resurrection, to be in church, in worship together, to sing your hymns and praise. Lord, we thank you for so much this morning. God, we thank you for the beautiful weather. We thank you for the family that we are able to see. Lord, we thank you that that vaccines are more and more available. God, we thank you that we are not where we were a year ago on Easter Sunday, where I was standing in this church with Charlie filming me, and we were just making our way through on the internet. Lord, we've come a long way. Thank you for bringing us here. And on this Easter morning, Lord, we we give thanks and praise for all of the Christians around the world who are celebrating Jesus' resurrection. For those who can gather in churches and for those who have not yet begun to. And we also pray, Lord, for those who cannot gather safely without even having to think about COVID. We pray for those Christians around the world for whom it is not safe to even be a Christian. 
But Lord, on this Easter morning, this day of resurrection, we know that you are with us all and that your Holy Spirit is upon all of us and calling all of us to celebrate and to share. God, as we celebrate, we remember those who are in need, in need of your healing, both physical and emotional, psychological. We pray for those who need healing of relationships. God, we pray for those who are in need of the most basic things. Lord, we pray that you will provide food, that you will provide shelter, that you will provide safety. And God, we pray that on this day, that you will use us to share your word with a world that needs to hear it, a world that is hurting, Lord, a world that is grieving, Lord, a world that needs hope, Lord, and you are that hope. God, we come to this time as well as people knowing that we need Jesus because we are imperfect. We know, God, that we have made mistakes this week. We have sinned. Lord, forgive us and help us, Lord, to forgive others. Help us to truly live into our faith in the ways that we interact with one another. Lord, we pray all of this and more. And now we join our voices together and we pray to you saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Easter story comes to us this morning from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter. Now, you might have heard this story before, but I invite you to hear it as if it was the first time. Early on the first day of the week, that would be Sunday, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet, they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they've laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. 
Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. May the Lord add a blessing to our reading, our hearing, and our understanding of the scripture this morning. Our next hymn is East Your People, Raise Your Voices. It's number 304 in our hymnals. together in this place on Easter. It's so good that we can communicate with those outside of this space through the internet. I want to say thanks be to God that we can worship here and there, and most importantly, that we are worshiping together. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, I know that some of you might have traveled a little way to get here. I'm wondering who traveled the farthest. I'm thinking it might be in the balcony. How far did we travel? How far did you travel? Two hours. Two hours. Did you travel two minutes, Kason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet there are some people who are watching online who are even more than two hours away. But we have come together in this time and space. And we have each come to Easter to this wonderful wonder of Jesus's resurrection from different places within our faith. Surely I believed the truth of the resurrection since I was a child, some of you may say. But others of you might be listening to my sermon this morning and saying, well, I'm really not sure about what she's going to have to say. I really don't know if I believe. And some of you may come to this joyful morning full of joy and happiness, knowing that Easter Sunday is your favorite Sunday of the church year. Maybe you've been singing Christmas, uh, Christmas, Easter hymns in your head uh, for some time and looking forward to the flowers and to the beauty of the altar and maybe even looking forward to your Easter dress. Others of you might be in gloom rather than light. Perhaps you've lost someone that you loved. Perhaps things are not going well for you at work. And so for some of you, you might find all this joy and excitement to be kind of tone deaf 
to your experience and place in life right now. Now, if any of that describes you accurately, believing, maybe not quite believing, full of joy or depressed and in grief, then I've got a story to tell you. The story of the first Easter. On that morning, Mary came to the tomb while it's still dark. Now, I was up at six o'clock in the morning and it was dark. I mean, there was a little bit of sun coming up, but it was dark. And that was the time when Mary came to the tomb. Now, there was no indication that she came in order to anoint the body. She came simply to be with Jesus. To be with the man who had died just a few days before. She had been a horrified bystander when Jesus breathed his last. But when Mary got to the garden and she looked and she saw that the stone was rolled away, what was the first thing she said? Well, I can tell you what she didn't say. She didn't say, Christ is risen. Instead, she was freaked out. This was not how she had expected it. She was not expecting resurrection. That was not conceivable to her. So she ran. She went to go and get help. She ran to tell Simon Peter and the other disciple, who most of us call John, um, you know, the one whom Jesus loved. And, and this disciple whom Jesus loved was the only disciple that had stayed with Jesus throughout the crucifixion. She ran to them to tell them that Jesus's body was gone. Whatever her explanation was, those two ran to the tomb, but they didn't go inside at first. Peter, being Peter, and we've talked a lot about Peter. Sometimes he gets it really right. Sometimes he gets it really wrong. Well, this time he got it a little slow because he was the second one to arrive. But even though he was the second to arrive, he was the first to go in and look around. Peter saw all these details of how the linen wrappings that would have been around Jesus's head were to one side and the other wrappings that would have been around Jesus's body were to another. But he doesn't understand. He doesn't come to any immediate conclusions. He's like, well, this is not what I expected. This is some new information. Not sure what I'm going to do with it. Now, the other disciple whom Jesus loved went in and he saw and he believed. Now, after they left, Mary was still there weeping. She looked into the tomb and she saw two angels who didn't give any explanation, didn't, you know, tell her immediately what was going on. Instead, they cared for her. And they said, why are you weeping? And, and Mary was like, why am I weeping? Well, I, I'm weeping because they've taken off with Jesus's body and, and I don't know where they've taken it. Mary then turned and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't recognize him. Now, I have to give her some credit because at this point she was probably blinded by grief and blinded by confusion. And six o'clock in the morning is still very dark. So maybe she just couldn't see him. And she certainly wasn't looking for him. So she assumed that he was the gardener. And Mary asked this gardener the same questions she asked the angels. Where have they taken him? Where did he go? Mary received her answer because she learned, she recognized, she realized that the one in front of her was her Lord, is her Lord. That he wasn't dead, but that he is alive. And so Mary left and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. And then she told him everything that he had told her. So for Easter, we have the story of three different disciples. One sees the grave clothes neatly folded and he believes. 
One sees the same things, but doesn't seem to believe. And another sees, but doesn't believe, until she heard her name called. Where are you in this story of the first Easter? I expect most of us can identify with at least one of these three disciples. Maybe you identify with little parts of all of them. Here you are at the church's celebration of Easter. And for some of you, it's just enough to be here. It's quite enough for you to come to church, see the flowers, sing the hymns, and you steadfastly, firmly believe he is risen. Others of you come to church, see the flowers, sing the songs, hear the sermon, but come away kind of pondering, hmm, I'm just not so sure. I just don't know what to believe. And still others of you see all the evidence, hear the complete testimony of the scriptures, but you are still waiting. There's a promise in today's Easter gospel that the risen Christ is not there, that he is not entombed like the dead. He is not the past. He is not over. Instead, he is here. He is now. He is risen. He's on the move, and he is engaged in our world and in your life. He wants to give you what you need in order to believe, and Jesus is calling you by your very own name. I don't care how you came to Easter. Christ's promise is that you won't go away the same. Even in the midst of your questions, your doubts, or your reservations, Christ will give you the faith to be able to say to the world, in one way or another, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord work in my life. I have seen the Lord in the works of others' lives. I have seen the Lord. Mary comes to the tomb fully expecting to find the entombed dead body of Jesus, but that is not what she finds. Mary persists and is eventually encountered by the risen Christ. Even then, like I said, Mary thought he was the gardener. She didn't recognize him. Yet Mary lingers and eventually she sees the risen Christ for who he truly is. And that's how God works in our lives. That's how Jesus calls us into relationship. He's tapping on our shoulder. He's calling our name. And even if we don't know that it's him, he still calls our name because he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want you to be bogged down by sin. He doesn't want the evil one to twist your understanding of what love is. Jesus wants you to know love and grace that God has for us, known through Jesus Christ. He's tapping on our shoulders. He's speaking to us through our friends and neighbors, and he's speaking to us right now. Jesus is calling each of our names so we can be like Mary and say, yes, I know you. You are Christ. You are my Savior. The beloved disciple came to the tomb he sees and believes, and that will be some of us too. We see it, we know it, we believe it. Thanks be to God. And then there is Peter, ah, oh, lovely Peter. He comes, he sees, he sort of believes. But Peter's story isn't over and neither is ours as well. Because if we're even in a little bit, God's gonna keep working on us. If we're willing to take that small step of faith and say, yes, I do want to know Jesus more. Yes, I do want to understand what God has for me in my life. Then God will respond and God will change you. 
No matter where those three disciples came from in the beginning, they all came to recognize that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus came to love them and then to die for them and to die for their sins. And that Jesus was resurrected, made new, defeated death, conquered sin, and did all of that for them as he did it for us as well. You are here for a reason this morning. You are watching for a reason this morning. God brought you here. God brought you here to hear the good news, to be reassured that God loves you, to remind you that though you may have sinned, you can be forgiven. And maybe for the first time, God is here to show you, to let you know that you are loved. You are loved by the God who created all of the world. And you are loved by the God who gave us our Savior, Jesus Christ. You are loved by the God who conquered sin and death through Christ. You are loved. Amen. One of the ways that we remember God's love for us, we remember how much God loves us, is in the taking of communion. We remember that on the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread that was at the meal. He gave thanks to God. He broke the bread and then he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat all of you. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He again gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, take and drink all of you. This is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so we come to this table to remember, to give thanks, to recognize our own frailty and our own foibles, to recognize our own sins. But also we come to this table to recognize that God forgives through his son, Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, as we remember the power that you showed through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, let us also be reminded of the power of forgiveness, the power of your grace in our lives today. Lord, as we take the bread and we take the juice, let us be reminded of your power of salvation through Jesus. So we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit on us and upon these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes again in final victory and we all feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. So again, we have the all-in-one cups. So you will receive the cup. We ask you to hold on to it until after worship when you are outside. But on the top layer of it is the wafer, and then the second pullback is the juice. This is God's body, God's blood, the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, given for you. So take remember and give thanks. So the ushers will now disperse these.
we did not get to you, we will have some more waiting for you down at the bottom of the steps on your way out. Let us pray. God, we thank you so much for this gift that you've given us through the bread and the cup. Lord, we ask that it fills our body, not only with food, but with faith, that in taking it, we remember your great love and your great gift. Amen. I'll take those back from you. In our news to share, next week we are starting a brand new Bible study, and I highly recommend it. It is about the book of Revelation, which is the easiest book of the Bible to understand. Amen? I did not get an amen on that one. Exactly, because it's a difficult book to understand. I will admit to you that I understand it better when I read it out loud in British. I kid you not. I read it out loud in a British accent and it makes more sense to me. But that just tells me you I'm a little strange, but also that it's difficult to understand. But we're gonna be using a resource called Breaking the Code, Understanding the Book of Revelation. Um, there is a book to read with it, and then we have a DVD and discussion time, and we'll be reading through the book of Revelation together, and then also reading this book. The information about the book is located in your bulletin. You will definitely want to buy the book, but it's on, Bible study is on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. It'll be starting on April the 13th. Just show up with a book. I'll have a few available to purchase. Um, I've done this study before and I found it to be very interesting and very accessible. So I highly, highly recommend it. That's Breaking the Code, Understanding the Book of Revelation. And always remember, it is one revelation. So don't call it revelations. It's revelation. There you got it. All right. Um, other uh, news to share is that um, there is a staff parish meeting on Monday night at 6 o'clock. So those of you who are on staff parish, uh, please be prepared for that. Well, what a full worship celebration we have had. We have given thanks. We have praised. We have baptized. We have sung. So let us go out in song again. Let us sing Up From the Grave He Arose, number 322. I invite you to stand in body or spirit as we sing.
us today. Go in joy. Go in assurance. Go excited. Christ has risen. And you say? <laughs> Go in love and peace. See you next week. Amen.